بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين سيدنا ونبينا وحبيبنا محمد وعلى آله وأصحابه أجمعين ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين رب اشرح لي صدري ويسل لي أمري وحل الأقدة من لساني يفقه قولي ما بعد Respected elders, dear brothers and sisters, Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi ta'ala wa barakatuh. We begin by praising Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, our creator, our nourisher, the sustainer of the universe, the one who has given us innumerable gifts for which we cannot give enough thanks. And we begin by sending peace and salutations upon his beloved final messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. It was narrated that Anas radiallahu anhu said that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said لا يؤمن أحدكم حتى أكون أحب إليه من والده وولده والناس يجمعين That none of you truly believes لا يؤمن أحدكم None of you truly believes until I am dearer to him or her than his father, his son, his own self and all the people. Until I am dearer and I am more beloved than his father, his son, his own self, and and all of the people. This is a short hadith, probably heard before, but the implications and the reality of these words, of these blessed words, my brothers and sisters, are very deep. Because the Prophet ﷺ is telling us that the status of our iman, the state of our iman, of our belief, is linked with our feeling of love for him ﷺ. And in that, we love him sallallahu alayhi wasallam more than any other person. And in fact, more than ourselves. So this includes our family members, our relatives, people that we are close to. This includes everything and anything else as well that exists, including our wealth that may be beloved to us. So our iman, will not reach the true heights that it should be reaching, that we should want it to reach. Our state as a believer will not be complete until Rasulullah is more dearer to us than everyone and everything else. Of course, except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Now the scholars discuss this and they say that there are two types of love. There is the natural love. The natural love, the natural inclination of a person's heart towards someone or something. And then there is the love of choice. When you choose, when you make a rational choice to love and revere something or someone based on their qualities, their characteristics, 
based on their values. So you value them so much that you love them and you revere them. Now his companions and our pious predecessors, their love for Rasulullah was unmatched. Musa'ab ibn Abdullah said that whenever Imam Malik would mention the Prophet his complexion would change and he would bow down his head and cry until it became difficult for those around him to bear. Therefore, one day, the people around him asked about this and he answered them by saying, if you saw what I saw, then you would not find what I do as strange. I saw Muhammad ibn al-Munkadir rahmatullahi alayhi and he was a master of Quranic recitation. Whenever we asked him about a hadith from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he would cry. I used to see Ja'far ibn Muhammad rahmatullahi alayhi who was one of the scholars who feared Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and was very humorous and always smiling that whenever the Prophet ﷺ was mentioned in his presence, he would become pale. He never narrated any hadith unless he was in a state of wudu. Once I became separated from him, then when I saw him again, he would be praying, reciting the Qur'an or keeping silent. He never got involved in, in, in matters which did not concern him. I used to visit Amir ibn Abdullah ibn Zubair and when the Prophet was mentioned in his presence, he would cry until his tears ran dry. This was the state of our pious predecessors, their love and their longing for Rasulullah A woman from the tribe of Banu Dinar lost her husband, her father, and brother in the battle of Uhud. Can you imagine? A woman, female companion of the Prophet she loses her husband, she loses her father, and she loses her brother in the battle of Uhud. When she was informed of this, she radiallahu anha asked, but what happened to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam? What happened to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam? And the people replied, all praise is due to Allah, he is as safe as you would wish him to be. She radiallahu anha replied, show him to me, show him to me so that I can see for myself. So the people pointed him out. And when she saw him, she said, any disaster, any disaster, any tragedy, any calamity besides that of losing you is insignificant. La ilaha illallah. Any calamity, any disaster, losing husband, father, brother. As long as Rasulullah is safe, then everything else is significant. Anas ibn Malik radiallahu anhu 
narrated that the Prophet said, One who attains the following three things will taste the halawa, the sweetness of faith. Let's pause here. So first of all, this tells us that our faith has a sweetness. Has sweetness in it. Our faith is sweet. It comes with a special sweetness. But what this also tells us is that sweetness is not easily or readily accessible. It's not easily or readily accessible. There are preconditions to attaining that halawa, to attaining that sweetness. And then we learn what they are. To make Allah and His Messenger وسلم, more beloved to Himself than anything else. To love a person for no other reason except for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And to hate, to return to disbelief just as much as he would hate to be thrown into the fire. So to be concerned about that, to be worried about that. So the Prophet ﷺ telling us that a person who attains these three things will attain or will taste the sweetness of faith. Now brothers and sisters, love is the anchor. Love for Allah and His Messenger ﷺ is the anchor that holds iman down. Imagine yourself as a boat, a small boat caught in a storm, stormy seas, high winds, high waves. A small boat is going to get thrown around everywhere. So it is the love for Allah and His Messenger is the anchor that holds it down. And when this love and reverence dissipates, then the Iman is not far away and also following that path of dissipation. It becomes easy for it to flow away. Right? So when this love is gone, then it doesn't take long for the Iman to weaken and to disappear. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect us our children and all of our future generations. So the question is, how do we catch this love? How do we cultivate it? How do we build it? Because the reality is, we are far, far away. Geographically, in terms of distance, and in terms of time from the Prophet wasallam. Allah Azza wa Jalla has blessed us that the life and the teachings of His beloved Messenger have been preserved and scholars have made unimaginable, tremendous efforts to preserve those teachings and that lifestyle, to save it, preserve it so that it can be passed on. And so that it can be learned and it could be followed. 
So learning about the Prophet ﷺ, learning about the love of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for him ﷺ, for the sacrifices, sacrifices that he made for you and me, for all of the believers, the dua and the concern that he made and that he had for every single one of us, for every single member of his ummah until the last day to learn about his exalted status. And one of the greatest specific acts we can do to fully authentic and proven is to send peace and salutations upon him. Something which we are required to do as part of our salah, which is a part of offering salah on a daily basis, and something which we are encouraged to do otherwise as well. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us as we read every Friday in the khutbah, إِنَّ اللَّهَ وَمَلَائِكَتَهُ يُصَلُّونَ عَلَى النَّبِيِّ يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا صَلُّوا عَلَيْهِ وَسَلِّمُوا تَسْلِيمًا That indeed Allah confers blessings upon the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and his angels also ask him to do the same. So O who you have believed, O you who have believed, which is every single one of us, alhamdulillah, ask Allah to confer blessings upon him and ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to grant him peace. Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiallahu anhum reported that I heard the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam saying that whoever supplicates to Allah to exalt my mention, Allah will exalt his mention ten times. Or whoever supplicates Allah to bless me, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will bless him ten times. أن صلى علي صلاة صلى الله عليه بها عشرة اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد وبارك وسلم عمر رضي الله عنه stated that إن الدعاء موقوف بين السماء والأرض that dua supplication is suspended between heaven and the earth and none of it is taken up until you send blessings upon your prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم and this is a sound hadith reported by Imam Tirmidhi in his collection. Ibn Mas'ud reported that the Messenger of Allah said, The people who will be nearest to me, the people who will be nearest to me on the day of resurrection will be those who supplicate Allah more often for me. And this also is a sound hadith. Now the Prophet is not in need, is not needy of our love and our prayers and our supplications. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not need us to pray for Him, to grant Him the status that He deserves. We are the needy ones. We are the needy ones. So what is the wisdom behind instructing us to have so much love and to be so committed to remembering the Prophet ﷺ, something to reflect upon. If you look at the companions and those who followed them, we should look at them to see how they would express their love for the Prophet ﷺ. If you want to judge any act in this deen or any act that is portrayed as or seen as being part of the deen. Look to see what the companions, 
what the early pious Muslims thought of it. How did they understand? How did they interpret it and react to it? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala tells us, لَقَدَ كَانَ لَكُمْ فِي رَسُولِ اللَّهِ أُسْوَةٌ حَسَنًا You have indeed, in the Messenger of Allah, a beautiful pattern of conduct. Those, my brothers and sisters, who truly love someone, who are a fan of someone, how do they behave? When you look at people who are fans, take anyone, whether it's an athlete, who are fans of an athlete, of a performer, of anyone else who they admire and they look up to, what is their behavior like? They like to do everything like them. They act like them. They behave like them. They speak like them. They dress like them. They're always thinking about them. See, one of the reasons why we see our pious predecessors, the people who are close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, go out of their way to follow the sunnah, to follow the way, and to become like Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in every way. Right? This is one of the reasons, because their love is so great that they don't want to leave behind anything that they can find about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So it's not just his commands or acts of worship. Of course, that's important, that's a starting point. But even in things that were habitual or customary, we find that there's great love and attachment to that. What did my beloved love to eat, sallallahu alayhi wasallam? I want to eat the same food. What were his preferences? I want to have the same choices. One of the great companions who had great love for the Prophet وسلم, and of course they all did, was Abdullah ibn Umar. You'll be very, very close in trying to emulate right, everything that the Prophet وسلم, did. Right? Even in terms of travel, routes, paths that the Prophet وسلم, had taken places where he had stopped, all of those things would remind him of the Prophet ﷺ. And he would follow in those same footsteps. Not because he considered it to be obligatory, or because it was something that he was required to do, but something he wanted to do, because he had love in his heart for the Prophet ﷺ. So my brothers and sisters, if you are true lovers of the Prophet ﷺ, we should also want to be like him, to follow his example, to follow his teachings. And this should manifest itself in our daily lives. Even the smallest of actions can be an indicator of how much love a person has for the Prophet ﷺ, how much they value him, his teachings, and his lifestyle. So that we don't look at a sunnah and just say that it is just a sunnah, and we leave it as such, and we have a dismissive attitude but rather we say that, wow, this is a sunnah and this is something I'm going to do because I love the Prophet ﷺ. So my brothers and sisters, let us encourage ourselves, our loved ones, our children, our family members to study the seerah, to study the life of the Prophet ﷺ, to recite and to study and reflect upon the Qur'an which contains incidents and instructions 
to the Prophet ﷺ so that we gain an appreciation of what came from him وسلم, and what he went through. And hear and read words of praise that remind us of him and his beauty and his character. And present it as something which is valuable to our children. Present it as something which is valuable. How many of our children, how many of us can say that our children truly love the Prophet And let's forget about our children for a second. In fact, let us examine our own hearts. Take a peek inside our hearts. What kind of love do we have? What types of love are hiding inside our hearts? And how much love do we find for Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? How much love do we find for Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? And how much of it is reflected in our choices in our way of life? When we make choices, when we make decisions through our daily lives, every single day, how much of it is influenced by our love for Allah and His Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam? Let us build this love by sending salawat upon the Prophet ﷺ regularly, not as just as an obligation in salah, but outside of prayer as well, multiple times a day. Learn and strive to apply his teachings, seeing them as something valuable, right? And sharing his beautiful character and remembering him and yearning to be with him. Even visit Al-Madinatul Munawwara, the Messenger of Allah Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said that verily belief returns and goes back to Medina. Indeed, Iman returns and goes back to Medina as a snake returns and goes back to its hole, meaning when it is in danger. And this is a narration which has been recorded by Imam Bukhari. So just like ima, just like snakes, when they feel danger, will go back into their holes. The Prophet ﷺ said that verily iman returns, goes back to Medina in that same way, because that was the home, the center of iman and continues to be so. So my brothers and sisters, let us, whenever possible, take opportunities to organize events, programs to propagate the seerah and remember the Prophet wasallam. And this is something that should be done throughout the year. And this is what we try to do as well. It is not something which necessarily has to be at a particular time of year or on a particular day. Our love for the Prophet wasallam should be throughout our lives and throughout the year. So through the year we should try to have such opportunities. And share the teachings with others in word and in deed. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala protect our iman. May Allah azza wa jal increase our love for him and for the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in ourselves and our children and our future generations. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us true believers and make us true reflections of the beautiful sunnah of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Ameen wa alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen. We have uh, some sad news and that is